0: everything and change. change, that war too made you open your brain, open your, open your brain. Eric Vanek, is here so remember the name, remember the name, hey, hey. he got the waiver wire for the week, tell you who to start and who to you give a seat, see. dropping the podcast every week, uh-huh. you know the knowledge is elite, uh-huh. after the show we gon' hold a Lombardi. Lombardi, celebrating like we throwing a party. The party, this the blueprint and I know they gon' copy, cause my man, intros always go the hottest, cause this is America's game, Welcome back to America's Game, episode number fourteen. I am your host, Eric Vanek, and you can find me on Twitter at Eric Vanek NFL, and you can follow the show at America's Game Pod as well on Twitter. And uh, no guest today. My guest um, had an emergency, so I had to back out. But here I am recording this um, today on my own, which is fine. Day after Halloween, hopefully everybody had a nice Halloween. Uh, if you had kids or, you know, your little cousins or something, you guys took them out, had a good time uh, getting some Halloween candy for the little kids and all that. Everybody got to dress up, had some fun, uh, so hope that went well for everybody. Uh, but, yeah, this week it's just going to be a little bit of a solo show with me here, just kind of giving my thoughts on um, what's going on. We just had the NFL trade deadline yesterday as well. Not much happened offensively. Um, side of the ball for us. Uh To to really talk about there, there's a few things, Um, a couple injuries as well. We had, um, you know, Kirk Cousins unfortunately is out for the season, uh, tore his Achilles. Um, We'll see how that goes, but yeah, we do have some news coming out today, um, of things that are going on in the NFL. Um, we have we had the uh, sweeping changes on the Raiders' front office. Their offensive coordinator was fired, head coach, GM, all fired for the uh, Vegas Raiders. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well. So, yeah, just appreciate you guys being... Uh, being here and being listeners, uh, appreciate it if you guys uh, follow the South Harmon FF Twitter account as well, as well as on YouTube. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, comment when the videos come out, when the uh, podcasts come out, what, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever you guys listen to this on. Um, any rates or reviews, any of that was, is greatly appreciated as well, if you don't mind taking a few minutes to do that. If you enjoy um, all the content here on South Harmon. Um, Also on um, Sundays, me, myself, um, Adam, and Mike, we go to YouTube. We do a live start-sit show for you guys every Sunday morning right at noon. Um, Help you with your start-sit questions for your lineups, anything you got. We usually have a pretty solid track record. There's a couple times where we might miss You know, once or twice here and there uh, that we all live out. Uh, But, yeah, we're giving you really good solid advice. We're helping guys win championships. So uh, check us out there. I'd really appreciate it. So let's start um, with the main injury from yesterday or from Sunday. Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles, uh, going to be done for the season. That's basically his last game as a Viking, uh, most likely. Uh, He is a free agent at the end of the season, so he will be moving on. And sounds like this week the Vikings are going to go ahead and start quarterback Jaron Hall, the rookie that they drafted out of BYU. Uh, He's going to be in there this week. And it's just like a one-week thing because they did trade for Josh Dobbs as well yesterday from Arizona. Uh, Arizona. Uh, decided to move on from him we don't know who's going to start yet for Arizona it's either going to be Clayton Toon or Kyler Murray making his debut uh, for the season against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland Uh, but yeah back to the Vikings here Jaron Hall he's you know he's a quarterback that. You know, he's not very big. He's He does have some mobility to him, so he can scramble a little bit. Uh, but his game is more sitting in the pocket, um, throwing some some strikes. He can throw uh, on the move, good mobility and all that, like I mentioned. Um, so it is a rookie, though. I, I mean, I think he'll be okay. Like If you had to throw Jaron Holland for one week in your uh, super flex spot, I don't think it's terrible. I think he, he'll be okay. I mean, he's got some decent weapons. He's going to have Addison. He's going to have Hawkinson to throw to uh, all that. So I, th- I think Jaron Hall will be fine for one week. But I think once um, Dobbs gets in there, Dobbs learns the playbook here a little bit more, takes a one-week break, uh, hopefully learns most of that offense, I think he'll be fine. So I'm, I'm not too worried about uh, Jaron Hall this week. And then, for like I said, for Dobbs, I'm not worried at all. I think Dobbs will be just fine going in there, Uh, being the starter, kind of doing – he's not going to put up Kirk Cousins numbers. Nobody is. Kirk Cousins was one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL over the last five or six seasons. Um, This is his first major injury too. So, you know, Cousins, I think he'll be fine too. But, you know, Dobbs should just do okay in this system. He should be just like um, what he did in Arizona basically. He was somebody that excuse me. I think he could start. Um and be competent for them. Like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with Josh Dobbs. I think he's just gonna kinda kinda sit there and be the one that just like he was here in Arizona. He's gonna be able to move the ball. He's gonna be able to run the offense. He's gonna be able to get the ball to the playmakers. He can scramble a little bit so he can get you some rushing yards. Uh, but kinda put up some of the similar numbers that he did. In Arizona. Um, now, what does this do for Kirk Cousins' trade values? So, thinking about it, it's you know pretty much like the Aaron Rodgers situation. I know uh, we didn't really see too much from Aaron Rodgers uh, in the trade market, wise. At least I didn't on my end in most of my dynasty leagues. So, if I'm a contender, you know, and if I'm like the 211, 212 second round pick, probably. I think personally, I'd be okay with giving that up for cousins in a superflex league. You can maybe. I would start with the third round pick though, if somebody is willing to give you Kirk Cousins for any third. I think I'd go ahead and do that. Um, but if I'm a contender, I don't mind giving up that second round pick if I feel like my depth and all that is is pretty, you know, decent right now. Before the playoffs here, I wouldn't be mind taking a shot at cousins as a. Uh, a second round pick there. Hopefully, he comes back next season on a new team, ready to go. Just because he has been so efficient, so I'm not too worried about trading for Cousins right now. I think I'd be okay with it. Um, I'm also okay holding on to him. Just put him on my IR. Hopefully, I can find another um, quarterback next season, uh, or for the rest of the season, and you know, go with it from there. So I'm not, you know, afraid of. I was just holding on to Kirk Cousins. That's kind of how I'm uh, I'm feeling on that situation. Um, you know, I talked a little bit, you know, at the top of the show about the Raiders situation, so we can move over to that. Um, just got announced here a few minutes before I started uh, that they are going to bench Jimmy Garoppolo and Aiden O'Connell is going to be the starter for the Raiders, and then they talked about. Um, You know, Ian Rappaport reached out to a source of why they're making this move and that source said he is our best quarterback, period. So, take that with uh, what you will. I honestly like kind of watching the Lions game uh, from Monday night with the Raiders and kind of some of the other Jimmy stuff. Obviously, Jimmy's been hurt. He's been banged up quite a bit. Why is that? Because their offensive line is absolutely terrible for Vegas. I mean... Jimmy has no time to throw, or he didn't. Um, Obviously, he's gotten hurt twice already this year. And, you know, with Aiden O'Connell, is is it going to be any better? Probably not. Probably not. As much as I love Aiden O'Connell, and I think he's a really good player, like I think he's just as competent as Jimmy throwing the ball. I think all that will be fine. Um, He's going to have to learn to get rid of the ball a little bit quicker, though. Um, We saw in that first game with the Chargers that he started and Khalil Mack had six sacks on him, six sacks in one game on one player from Khalil Mack who hasn't done anything in like four years to Aiden O'Connell. So Aiden is going to have to learn how to get rid of the ball, protect the ball. Uh, He's going to have to learn how to throw it a little bit faster. But he can throw, make all the throws. There's no doubt in my mind he can make every single throw on the field and be very accurate with it, putting the ball right on the money for some of these guys. Um, so yeah, I, I really do like Aiden, but I'm not. I I hope he has some flashes of brilliance and tears it up and shows everybody what I saw when I watched um, college tape on him. And I think with Aiden, you know, you're gonna just have to hope that offensive line can hold up. He's got the weapons around him. He's going to have Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers. Uh, Hopefully they get Michael more involved now. like They haven't been all season long. You obviously have Josh Jacobs. They did not trade Hunter Renfro, which was very, very shocking to me. But, hey, I'll take Hunter Renfro with Aiden O'Connell. That's a perfect kind of Aiden O'Connell guy to just quick routes, get him the ball, and hopefully they start using Hunter Renfro now. So I'm liking that. From that perspective, and we'll see how it goes here. Um, but it, it's going to be a lot of the same, I think, just because their offensive line is is pretty shitty. So hopefully, I'm wrong on that. Hopefully, Aiden just tears it up. Like I kind of think he could, um, in the right situation. Hopefully, he can get Devonte Adams the ball, get Jacoby Myers the ball, get these you know these playmakers the ball, and the Raiders can win some games. Like they have offensive talent. Their defense is middle of the road to you know. Average, below average. Like they're not like 32nd in the league in defense. They're probably in the 20s somewhere, I would say. Uh, Max Crosby is an unbelievable player. So, you know, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking with Aiden O'Connell. I think you can start him the rest of the year as a super flex kind of option and, and be okay with it. He's going to be a quarterback two weekly. Um, I wouldn't be shocked with those weapons that he has a quarterback one type of week. Um, at some point this year, but I'm more expecting quarterback to tight performances uh, from Aiden O'Connell. So excited to see him play, but I think, like I said, Jimmy G wasn't the problem. It was a lot of the uh, a lot of the problems was that offensive line. So we'll see. Um, yeah, now looking on to another um, move that just happened. Uh, Tyler Heineke is going to start here for. The uh, Atlanta Falcons this week So I've kind of been talking about it on the waiver show Every week Um, If you've been listening, hopefully you scooped up Any Tyler Heineke that you had um, Available on the waiver wires Because Tyler Heineke is going to get in there finally And start And man, do I love this for Bijan, I love it for Kyle Pitts I love it for Drake London These guys are going to get the ball now, hopefully Um, Desmond Ritter just was not it Now, yes, the play calling is going to be run heavy still. Like, I'm not expecting that to change, but I'm expecting when they throw the ball, hey, here's Kyle Pitts. I'm going to let you go get the ball. Drake London, go up, get the ball. You know, these guys should get the ball like they are meant to be. They are stud athletes. They are some of the best, you know, athletes we've seen. Kyle Pitts and Drake London and Bijan Robinson. Let's get these guys the ball, and hopefully. Let's center the offense around those three guys, get them the ball, let those three playmakers make all our plays. They're still going to run the ball with Algier. They're still going to run the ball with Bijan. That's totally fine um, in an Arthur Smith offense. But we need Heineke to kind of be like what Tannehill was with the Titans and when Arthur Smith was running that show. We just need Heineke to distribute the ball to these playmakers and let them go and make plays. So I'm very, very – i um, excited for that. Um, let's take a look at some other injuries that did happen. So Matt Stafford, uh, UCL sprain on his thumb. He's probably going to be out a week or two. Like they're saying day to day. I would expect that Stafford misses this week, maybe next week, and then he should be in there again. I don't think this is going to be an IR stint or anything like that. But, I, you know, Brett Rippon is going to be the starter this week. That's probably a quarterback, like, 30 to 32 range for this week this week. Um, not loving Brett Rippon there. So, I mean, your Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua's are probably going to struggle here a little bit. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they just get fed on one one or two of those guys. Um, has a decent game. But with Rippon, it's fine. Like... Like I said, it's 30 to 32. Uh, Hopefully Stafford can get healthy here um, and get back out there to throw in the ball to Puka and Cooper Cup for us. So uh, that's it with uh, Brett Rippin. That's just basically uh, pick him up in best ball and hope for the best. Um, Another injury that did happen this week, Kendrick Bourne. So Kendrick Bourne tore his ACL. He is done for the year. Um, He is a 28-year-old receiver right now, going to be 29 what do you do with those types of guys? Those are the kind of guys where he was barely a threshold receiver coming into the year, or he actually he wasn't coming into the year like he was kind of an afterthought. He worked his way after a really good first week. Um, and the last couple of weeks he's came on and was basically the, the Patriots' number one receiver. But with Kendrick Bourne, you're sh- you know, you can stash him on IR if you don't have an IR in a best ball league or something like that on sleeper. I'm totally fine cutting Kendrick Bourne. He is just a run-of-the-mill, average wide receiver. There's nothing special about Kendrick Bourne at all. Um, he's, you know, he's done fine when he's made some plays this year for sure. But that's not a guy that I'm. I'm just willing to keep out there. If somebody wants to buy him for a fourth, a fifth, a fab, go ahead. You can have Kendrick Bourne from me. Um, you know, he is probably only worth like real realistically a third-round pick. You know, before the injury, now it's he's a fourth, a fifth, fab, whatever, um, to your my roster. So if somebody wants a Kendrick Bourne off of you, go ahead, just sell him. Uh, The Patriots are probably going to have new wide receivers next year, anyways. Uh, Looking at the rest of the Patriots wide receivers now, obviously, Juju came back this week. He only had one catch for three yards in that touchdown. You'd like to see Juju finally step in there, but I'm not banking on that. Devonte parker had a good first week of the season but he's been terrible ever since but i think between demario douglas and Devonte parker those guys are probably going to interchange for who has the best patriots wide receiver weeks going uh on from now you know am i picking up Devonte parker i i've seen him cut in some ways i've Definitely been debating about cutting him in some leagues, but I thought about it last night when I was going through my waivers. I was like, uh, eh, let me give this a week or two. Maybe Devontae Parker sneaks in there as, you know, shows a little something here, has some bigger games, some 60-, 70-yard games, get a touchdown here or there for me. That's kind of what I'm looking for with Parker now that he's probably de facto the number one receiver. But I think Demario Douglas is just as talented as a Kendrick Bourne. Uh, type player I think he needs to learn You know the playbook a little bit More he needs to get out there and just Play some more and he should know there's No reason why Kendrick Bourne Should not be out there for 80 to 90 percent of snaps every single Week running the most routes on the Team so Demario Douglas Definitely a guy You know if you need a receiver And you have a couple extra thirds Maybe you have a couple extra fourths, if you can give somebody two fourths for Demario Douglas um, to help on your best ball roster, lineup roster, whatever it is for the rest of the season, I'm totally okay uh, paying like a price like that. If I a th- late third a three eleven a three twelve, fine. Here you go to get you know a Demario Douglas type. Totally okay with that as well. Um, Darren Waller, so he left earlier um, in the first half. I think it was in the first quarter even. Uh, with Darren Waller a hamstring injury that he's been dealing with pretty much all season long. I haven't heard anything, is he going to play this week or not, but I think it's in the monitor at least. Um, If he does end up missing some time, I think Daniel Bellinger can definitely step right in there, and he ain't going to put out the same numbers that Darren Waller has, but he's at least competent. We saw that last year with Daniel Jones and Daniel Bellinger. Uh, Bellinger was just fine out there, so. And speaking of the Giants, like I said, Daniel Jones will be back in there this week. Tyrod got hurt. They're not starting old Tommy DeVito. Uh, Daniel Jones will be right back out there this week. So we'll see what happens there with Daniel Jones. Hopefully he can show something a little bit better. But that that, uh, Giants team is is a train wreck right now. I think they are – if Daniel Jones can't get it done and they keep losing games the rest of the season – I definitely think the Giants will be in the uh, hunt here looking for Caleb Williams, Drake May, Shadur Sanders, whoever comes out there um, at quarterback. Um, Another injury that happened this week, and I think it – I don't want to say it was uh, solely for the reason that Jahan Dotson had a resurgence, but Curtis Samuel left a little bit early on. He's been dealing with nagging foot and toe injuries, so that's kind of one to monitor. But, yeah, I mean, Jahan Dotson had a really good game, um, and I think a little bit ha- of it had to do with um, Curtis Samuel missing some time, and Dotson got used more and more. But they have been using uh, they've – I'm sorry, they've been using uh, – Jahan Dotson a little bit more uh, recently so I'm liking what I'm seeing from Jahan Dotson Uh, he's been getting better here the last couple weeks so I picked him up in one of my uh, redraft leagues this week Uh, probably gonna have to end up starting him just because I have some guys on by and some injuries and stuff so I might just ride the the hot hand here with Jahan Dotson Uh, another guy I really wanted to talk about real quick was Khalil Shakir for the Buffalo Bills Now with Dalton Kincaid, installed there as a tight end with Dawson Knox, maybe missing a week or two here. Shakir came in there this week, six targets, six catches for 92 yards, and he's clearly, um, the last couple weeks, moved ahead of Deontay Hardy, Trent Shurfield um, as that third wide receiver there for Buffalo. So Shakir, if he's out there, that's another good guy. I wouldn't mind picking up. Big matchup this week against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals on the road on Monday night. So if you had to start a Khalil Shakir this week, totally fine with it. Um, I think the Buffalo Bills have been using him quite a bit more, so like that. Uh, Another trade that did happen um, on Monday, not a huge trade or anything like that, but Donovan Peoples-Jones was traded from the Browns to Detroit for a late-round pick in 2025. Peoples-Jones, he's been running a ton of routes, playing a lot of snaps there for Cleveland. And for whatever reason, they weren't using him very much. He just wasn't getting any targets or anything like that. He is a free agent at the end of the season. And uh, Peoples-Jones has shown some playmaking ability here in the past. He's probably asking for quite a bit of money. I wouldn't be shocked if he was asking for, you know, Eight to ten million dollars a year for the way that some of these wide receivers are getting paid right now, you know you had your uh you know your who's the one I'm thinking of that had like uh twenty million dollars a year or something recently, but I forget who it was off the top of my head, but yeah, people's Jones is gonna be asking probably for eight to ten million that's kind of what the going rate for some of these receivers are uh right now in the NFL. I don't think the Browns were willing to pay that. I think they wanted to kind of get a look more at Cedric Tillman and David Bell. So, you know, that's why they made that move. They want to get a look at Tillman. They want to get a look at uh, David Bell some more. And, you know, Peoples-Jones can be a rental here for the rest of the season for Detroit. You know, he's an upgrade over Khalif Raymond. I mean, but he's going to be kind of buried here. He's going to have... Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown and Laporta ahead of him and Gibbs and Montgomery. Uh, So I'm not, like, rushing out to pick up People's Jones. If you want to drop People's Jones, because it's probably going to take him a week or two to learn the uh, playbook before he's even really out there. I mean, it's kind of like just a Marvin Jones replacement and Marvin Jones wasn't doing shit. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it with People's Jones right now. Uh, Another one I wanted to talk about here was... Will Levis. So Will Levis came in this week, um, started for the Titans, had four touchdown passes, three of them to DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Levis, Levis was throwing the ball downfield quite a bit and basically just hooked up on, like, every single big-time throw. Now, am I expecting Will Levis to go out there and do this every single week? Hell no. It is unsustainable what he did on um, his first game throwing those deep balls his accuracy and everything was on point but um, he's gonna have to work a little bit on his short and intermediate game it's kind of I don't want to say they're this I'm not comparing the same player or anything like that but when I watched the Browns in like 2006-7 when Derek Anderson was in there for the Browns deep ball galore to Braylon Edwards and those guys and Derek Anderson was awesome throwing the ball down the field Uh, couldn't hit a short pass intermediate pass to save his life I'm hoping that's not the case here for Will Levis, but Will Levis is going to have to uh, definitely improve on getting the ball you know, accurately delivered in the short and intermediate game. He's not going to be able to win every single week with these deep ball shots. Yes, we know he can do it now, and we know he can do it very, very well and win some games. So I'm hoping I see that a little bit more with Levis uh, to where he's just um, – can get the ball to his playmakers here. He can get the ball to Hopkins in the intermediate game. Drop, drop it off to Derrick Henry. Use Tajay Spears. Use Chig Okonkwo. Uh, Westbrook and Kenei caught a touchdown this week. You're going to have to use him. He's a competent NFL player. So really excited to see Will Levis. What am I doing with him in Dynasty, though? If somebody is willing to give me a first-round pick for Will Levis, here you go. You can have Will Levis. I'm um, totally okay with doing that. Am I giving him up for a second-round pick or anything like that? No. I want a first-round pick for Will Levis. Um, if it's like a Devi depleted league, probably a 1st and and those types of leagues. If Marvin Harrison and Caleb Williams are already taken and all that, I probably would want a first-plus a little extra for Will Levis in, a, in those types of leagues. But, yeah, I mean, Will Levis is... Uh, he showed off pretty well this week, so I was really excited to see that. I have him in a couple leagues, so, uh, yeah, really good stuff from Will Evis this week. One more quick thing I wanted to mention, too, Leonard Fournette. Uh, back to Buffalo here for a second. He signed with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, right now on the practice squad, probably just maybe this first week he sits, learns the playbook here for Buffalo, but I think Fournette could be somebody down the stretch here that can make some noise here. Uh I would say this probably puts a nail in the coffin for Damian Harris for the rest of the year. And Latavius Murray is probably, you know, maybe has one more week that you could use him, and then that's it. I could see Fournette and James Cook being the only two backs they really use the rest of the year, and that's kind of what I'm expecting. So if Leonard Fournette, uh, that's somebody I picked up in some redraft leagues this week, I'll go ahead and uh, and see what happens here with Leonard Fournette. What am I doing with him in Dynasty? You know, somebody wants to offer me a second for Leonard Fournette, here you go. Uh, If they're only offering a third right now, um, I'm just holding. And I'll see what Fournette does, and hopefully his value should increase, and it should. So I'll take take my chances here with Leonard Fournette. You know, second-round pick, ship him off. Third-round pick, I'll hold and see. We'll see what happens there. All right, now for the last part of the show here, I just kind of wanted to – Go on a couple of different websites here and kind of look at some mock drafts. We haven't looked at any mock drafts yet here on the show, but, man, I want to look at a, f- a few of these and kind of get a feeling for uh, just how these first rounds are looking right now. So, uh, obviously, on this one that I'm going to look at from from uh, draftcountdown.com. Shout out to those guys. Uh, this isn't Shane Hallam's mock who works there, but um, one of the other guys on the, the website there. Um, shout out to those guys If you're uh, looking for some good draft, uh, mock draft content Look at DraftCountdown.com uh, those guys, uh, I've been looking at those guys since I was in high school So a long, long time ago uh, Really, really good stuff out here always So on this one, we had the first overall pick from the Panthers This was posted on October 30th, so just a few days ago uh, He had Caleb Williams going first overall to the Chicago Bears no doubt in my mind whoever is getting the first round pick uh is gonna or the first overall pick is going to select Caleb Williams. If it's Arizona, if it's Chicago, if it's Denver, the Giants, the Patriots, whoever it is that ends up with the first overall pick, they will be taking a quarterback. I won't say it's Caleb Williams. I would say ninety five percent likely that it's Caleb Williams, but you know, sure somebody could um sneak in there. So, yeah, Bears taking first overall. Caleb Williams, agree with that 100%. Then Justin Fields would most likely be moved out during the draft or before the draft, or whatever it is. And we'll see Justin Fields in a new spot next year. So, uh, Second overall pick here, Marvin Harrison Jr. from the Ohio State. Uh, yeah, if they don't take a quarterback there, uh, obviously do not get Caleb Williams. They want to stick with Kyler Murray who they owe quite a bit of money to. It's really, really hard to trade Kyler Murray. They would be eating a ton of money if they traded Kyler Murray. If they do get the first overall pick, though, I think they have to do it. I think you trade Kyler Murray and you get Caleb Williams. I think there's no doubt about it in my mind, and you get whatever compensation you can for Kyler Murray, but you're just going to have to eat the money process on that. Uh, but in this scenario, they keep Kyler Murray. It works out for them. And they get Marvin Harrison Jr. to pair up with Hollywood Brown, um, who they need to re-sign still. Uh, so there's no guarantee that Hollywood's there. You got Michael Wilson. Trey McBride has looked decent. I'm sure they can draft a running back late. Um, that could be more than competent to help them out. Obviously, don't take a running back that high. Um Which I'll talk about here in a second. The running back class is not very good uh, here. But yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. with Kyler Murray. uh, That would be a really nice addition for them, for sure. I really like that. Harrison playing a lot of his games indoors. Love, love, love that for uh, the Cardinals and getting Marvin Harrison Jr., Uh, Just going to look at just the offensive guys um, selected here for fantasy wise. The Giants at the fifth overall pick in this one end up selecting quarterback Drake May from North Carolina. If the Giants don't fail enough to get Caleb Williams, or they don't, I don't see anybody um, trading up for Caleb Williams. It would literally take probably three or four firsts um probably like a deshaun watson type trade probably even more than that they'd have to give a three first and probably a good player or two uh to even get that done but giants luck out here drake may falls into their lap at pick five drake may to that team i would like it for sure for those weapons Uh, With Wandale and Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt going to get the deep ball from Drake May. Drake May can scramble some too, so that is nice. Drake May was, you know, kind of like Daniel Jones. They can move on from Daniel Jones and try and trade him as well. We'll see what happens uh, if Daniel Jones would even get a starting job elsewhere. I don't even know, to be honest with you. The Patriots take a tackle. Joe Alt from Notre Dame would be totally fine with that. Olu Fashanu from Penn State goes to Green Bay at 7. Both the Patriots and Packers could definitely use some offensive line help. And getting two stud offensive tackles uh, to help them out would be big. Uh, next offensive player up here is the 10. New Orleans Saints take Bo Nix. I don't agree with that. I think they're, they're rolling with Derek Carr here for the next couple years. I'm not a big Bo Nix fan. I don't think he's going to be a first-round pick, to be honest. Uh, we'll see what happens there, but yeah, not a big Bo Nix fan. Uh, next guy up, uh, BYU offensive tackle Kingsley Samoatea. I probably screwed that up. <laughs> he goes to the Raiders at thirteen. I don't expect the Raiders to be picking thirteen. They will be in the top ten most likely somewhere. Uh, but anyways. Just off of that, they definitely need offensive line help. So, yes, big, big, big upgrade there for the Raiders if they uh, get an offensive tackle. At 14, the Washington Commanders select Brock Bowers. Man, it is... Obviously, Brock Bowers is a very, very good talent. One of the best tight end talents. uh, Him and Kyle Pitts that I've seen come along in quite a while. Now, with Bowers... Taking a tight end this high, like for the Commanders, it's like Bowers kind of seems just like a luxury pick, and like like you know a team that just is a tight end away but has all the pieces. Washington just has so many holes. I I get it. Brock Bowers is a special talent. I just don't know if he's changing that entire franchise right now. So don't love the fit, but Brock Bowers, the player, I definitely like. Uh, Los Angeles Rams take Michael Penix Jr. from quarterback from Washington. Uh, Penix has been having a hell of a season, a Heisman-type season so far. If he was in the draft, this is probably the range I would think is is appropriate for him. Uh, We'll see how, you know... The evaluation process goes and all that, but as we see right now from Penix, uh, going to the Rams, I don't think they can trust Stetson Bennett. Obviously, he has hasn't been around the team all season. Stafford's getting older. Um, I don't mind this spot. I think Penix probably could use a a year to learn behind Stafford if they don't get rid of Stafford. Um, but yeah, I think I think Penix to the Rams. That'd be a, a nice little spot. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Cardinals uh, at this pick. They get Kyler Murray another weapon. Rome Adunze from Washington, of one of the best wide receiver uh, prospects right behind Marvin Harrison in this class, and Cardinals taking two wide receivers in the in the top here. I don't see that happening. I think, you know, even if they let Marquise Brown go, I think they could be fine with Marvin Harrison Jr., Michael Wilson. Rondell Moore, I'm sure they can sign somebody. I don't love taking two wide receivers in the top, you know, 16 picks here. But, yeah, Odunze, uh, very, very good talent. Excited to see him at the next level here. Uh, 18, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jatavian Sanders from Texas, the tight end. Very athletic, very good tight end. I just think the Bengals have some holes that they need to fill. Like, yeah, tight end is um, a hole for them, sure. Uh, Err Smith has been terrible and their options behind them are just jags so I don't like I don't hate the pick but I think the Bengals have some more needs that they would need to focus on over a tight end they had plenty of chances this season uh, or this past draft cycle to take a tight end and this tight end class was loaded Laporta Michael Mayer Dalton Kincaid. I don't think they had a shot at Kincaid. I think he went after. Um, But, yeah, they had a shot at Michael Mayer. They had a shot at Sam Laporta. They had a shot at Luke Musgrave. And the Bengals passed. So I don't think they are necessarily a team that is really looking at the tight end position. Uh, But if they did get Jatavian Sanders, that would be a nice get for them. Uh, 20, the Atlanta Falcons. They will be a lot lower than this. Uh, Malik Neighbors, from wide receiver from LSU, would be a really nice pick, but I uh, Falcons need a quarterback bad and something terrible. They could could they be a team that go goes and gets Kirk Cousins and gives him a chance? Uh, Ryan Tannehill, he's going to be a free agent. He has ties with Arthur Smith. Could Ryan Tannehill end up with Atlanta if they're picking this far back and out of the quarterback sweepstakes? Yeah, Atlanta could um, go with a veteran quarterback and get a Malik Neighbors to pair up with Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Yeah, I would like that. Uh, but I would think Atlanta, they got to get a young quarterback here at some point. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys in this one select Rocket Raheem Sanders. Running back I don't see going in the first round in this draft to be honest with you i think these guys are probably going to be second the third round picks. so i don't love this pick rocket sanders is a big boy uh fast as all hell he's probably going to uh, be one of the top running backs coming out this year but yeah i don't love this pick for dallas they have a lot more they have a few more needs that they could address other than uh, a running back and they can get running backs later Pittsburgh Steelers at 23. Select Keon Coleman, wide receiver, Florida State. Oh, boy, man. George Pickens, Keon Coleman, Deontay Johnson. Sign me up. Uh, Kenny Pickett would definitely be a guy I'd like to require. I don't see Matt Canada lasting this year. There's just way too many calls for his job. They need a new offense. They need some offensive line help. Uh, But, man, if they took Keon Coleman here, That would be really, really nice for Kenny Pickett. That would be some big uh, wheels up there for Kenny Pickett. Uh, Next one up here I'm going to look at is the 49ers. They take an offensive tackle, J.C. Latham from Alabama. Yeah, the 49ers could probably use a little bit of tackle help. Trent Williams is getting up there, Uh, right tackle. You could throw Latham over there for a year. Jacksonville Jaguars at 27. Select Emeka Ibuka from wide receiver from the Ohio State. Love that pick for the Jaguars. If they could get Emeka Ibuka to go with Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, they would have uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of good weapons. So really like that for them. Uh, And then the last two picks of the first, or the first uh, pick of the first round here, Johnny Wilson, wide receiver, tight end from Florida State to Kansas City. You know how that is with Kansas City. He's a weapon for Patrick Mahomes, and people are going to go crazy for it with Johnny Wilson. Uh, Kind of a, you know, obviously wide receiver, tight end. They're listening to him as a hybrid type player, bigger player. We'll see. I think Kansas City would probably address a few other spots first. So, I was hoping to look at like a Mel Kuyper or a Dane Brugler mock draft or something, but they don't have one out yet. But I kind of am interested in looking over um, Mel Kuyper's like top players at each position for offensive fantasy football. Uh, And kind of just looking at some of these ESPN guys, uh, top fives at this position as well. Uh, Obviously, a Matt Miller and Jordan Reed. Uh, Caleb Williams is the first quarterback for all three of these guys totally agree with that um, Drake May is second for Kuyper and Reed and Matt Miller has Shadir Sanders um, and all three the other two guys have Shadir Sanders at three I agree with this um, if I was making a rankings I would probably have Williams May and Sanders as my top three as well um, as most of these guys have. If Shadir Sanders does come out, it sounds like it sounds like it's honestly fifty fifty. If he would really come out, um, just from the talk of from Dion and all that, I don't know if Sanders would come out this year. If he does, awesome. He's going to be a first round pick, very very talented player. Uh, but I don't know if Sanders is going to come out. But if he does, awesome for us in fantasy football. That adds another very high premium draft asset for us in our rookie drafts next year. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, that rounds out Kuyper's top five. Uh, the other one that is on here for Reed and Miller is J.J. McCarthy. So McCarthy, yeah, he's he's accurate, but man, they are just they've played a bunch of cupcake type teams this year. Uh, really have padded McCarthy's stats. Man, I, like McCarthy against some of the bigger games, man, he's he's been up and down. Uh, yeah like i think for me the caleb may sanders and penix jr are the four that i am interested in as like top quarterbacks right now uh but bo nicks and mccarthy i'm gonna have to, to to do some watching get convinced by kuyper and daniel jeremiah bucky brooks dane brugler on these guys um But yeah, I think right now for me, I I, I like Caleb, I like May, I like Sanders. I think those three would definitely be top 10 overall draft picks. Penix, probably, you know, hopefully somewhere in the first round. McCarthy and Knicks, I don't know if they're first-round quarterbacks for me right now. We'll have to see how that one goes. Um, All right, now going down to the running back position um, of what these guys have. So obviously... Uh, Mel Kuyper and Reed and Miller all have different, uh, takes here. So this is interesting. Um, Kuyper has his number one running back as Jonathan Brooks from Texas, who's had a really good year. Um, if you look at, uh, Jordan Reed's, he has Jonathan Brooks at fifth and Jonathan Brooks is second for Matt Miller. Uh, Jonathan Brooks is definitely going to be an interesting, uh, uh, case this year. We'll see how that one goes. um, Notre Dame running back Audric Esteem. I'm guessing that's how you say it. Uh, he is number two for Kuyper, number two on Reed's board, and Matt Miller has him at number one. So Esteem from Notre Dame. Definitely going to be a guy that people are going to be looking at here. Just kind of looking at his stats this year. 146 carries, 901 yards, 12 touchdowns, 13 catches for 109 yards. So he's showing that, hey, he can catch the ball a little bit too. Uh, He's listed as 5'11", 227 on uh, the ESPN website here. So if he is indeed 5'11", 227, wheels up for fantasy on that one, because that's exactly the type of body type that we are looking for. Uh, Blake Corum is number three for Kuyper. Jordan Reed's number one is Blake Corum and Blake Corum is third for Matt Miller. Now with Corum, yeah, he puts up a ton of stats and all that, but I remember just hearing some of the guys talk about Blake Corum last year. I mean, uh, he obviously got hurt in that. I think it was the championship game or the week before the championship game. Last year and didn't play. um, He. Seemed like he was going to be like a fourth or fifth round draft pick. And I don't see that changing very much here. I think that's probably where he slated in is going to be like a fourth or fifth round draft pick. Like there's nothing that just says, oh man, I got to have Blake Corum. Like there's no like big time explosiveness or anything like that that I would see. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm, I'm looking at Blake Corum, Like he's just like a fourth or fifth type round draft pick for me um, Next one up here we're going to look at from the running back spots uh, Kuiper has Travion Henderson from the Ohio State Buckeyes at number four I mean Travion hasn't exploded like he did in his uh, freshman season If Travion does come out I think he's going to be somebody I draft a ton of because I, I love the talent. I think on a really good offensive line and a team where he's you know gets the ball, Travion Henderson is definitely somebody I would take, but he's probably going to be a second or third-round pick. Um, Reed has him at four, and Miller has him at fifth. The next one up for Kuyper is Donovan Edwards from Michigan, another good running back. Um, Edwards is more of a... Um, you know he's he can catch the ball a little bit. He has 21 catches, 184 yards this year catching the ball. So that's really nice to see. Uh, 66 carries, 211 yards, one touchdown so far rushing the ball. Um, only averaging 3.2 yards per carry this year. So not a really good year from Donovan Edwards. But he's six one two ten, has a really good body type for Donovan Edwards. Uh, probably, you know, this team is going to be playing some big games down the stretch here. So those are going to be two guys that we need to check out some more as Edwards and Blake Corum and see what they have. But Edwards is probably going to be a fourth, fifth, sixth round draft pick, um, as well. And then looking, uh, at the rest of the running backs that they have listed here, uh, Braylon Allen is third for Jordan Reed and fourth for Matt Miller Obviously, Braylon Allen's a super talented running back. 6'2", 245 he's listed on here for uh, ESPN. I don't think he's that big. Uh, He ain't no 245 pounds, but um, he is a bigger guy. He has 24 catches this year for only 96 yards, so a bunch of dump-offs. But, man, he can run the ball. Two straight years of 1,200-plus rushing yards. He's already at 754 yards this year and eight touchdowns, and he's splitting the work uh, with another running back uh, there with Wisconsin. So, yeah, Braylon Allen I would like, but from everything that I've heard, he's like a third-round draft pick this year too. Like he's not going to go super high like uh, everyone is thinking. Um, and that is it for the running backs. Now looking at the wide receivers here for both, um, all three of these guys. And I think Kuiper has it. How we looked at that mock draft last Marvin Harrison, Jr. Roma Dunze, Keon Coleman, Malik neighbors, Emeka Buka. I think that's a very, very solid top five. And I agree with that top five right now. Um, from Kyper, sure could those orders change based on what a team needs absolutely uh, but I really like those top five Reed has the same top five and so does Miller they, they just have them uh, different orders um, yeah uh, Keon Coleman is second on both Reed and Miller's and Odunze is uh, second there for for Kuyper so I really like those as well uh, tight ends here. Mel Kuyper has Brock Bowers, Jatavian Sanders, Luke Lachey, who got hurt from Iowa, Theo Johnson, and Cade Stover from Ohio State. Um, you know Lachey—that's that, a guy that Mike's talked about. He he's, says he's super talented. Obviously, got hurt, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there with Lachey. It's definitely somebody I'm going to keep an eye on. Theo Johnson. Man, he's been. I had him on a a Campus to Canton team, just a very underwhelming career. Last year, 20 catches, 328 yards, four touchdowns. This year, 20 for 227, three touchdowns. So he's definitely going to do better than he did last year. Uh, But a 6'6, 260 tight end. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. He should be a, you know, hopefully third, fourth round draft pick if he tests well. Um, Cade Stover from Ohio State really like him as well. He has he has looked tremendous this year. A uh, couple, um, you know, really big games here so far. Twenty seven catches, four hundred twenty nine yards, three touchdowns this year. Has already basically beat his yards from last year, um, and receptions and touchdowns. I'm guessing he's going to beat by the end of the year as well. So, Cade Stover, six four two fifty tight end, really like his ability as well so we're going to have some tight ends in this class too like it's not going to be dog shit at tight end like we do have in some years i think there's going to be another three four five tight ends that come out in this class that we could probably use in fantasy so we'll see how that um shapes out there for fantasy this year i'm really looking forward to seeing that and then um let's see here if there's anyone else that i wanted to check out i mean the offensive tackle class looks pretty pretty solid this year which is great because the uh the nfl needs some offensive tackles there's there's some very horrendous blocking uh going on out there for right now in the nfl and then we'll quickly look through this as well this is dane brugler he just posted this today actually his um top 50 prospect big board so far for this season and we'll just go through the uh the offensive players here so he he currently has Drake May, number one overall, Marvin Harrison Jr., number two, Caleb Williams, number three. So Dane Brugler, uh, we'll have to listen to his Prospects the Pros um, podcast this week, but he has Drake May above Caleb Williams. I, you know, Dane is very plugged in with the NFL. I wonder if he's hearing some things that maybe scouts... And teams like Drake May a little bit better than Caleb Williams. Maybe Caleb Williams isn't as bulletproof as we thought. I mean, Caleb has struggled in some um, some good defenses this year. So it is interesting to see that. Um, I don't know if that he just wanted to get that uh, out there or what. Uh, Brock Bowers, he has number four overall. Uh, th- this isn't draft picks, obviously. This is just a top 50 big board of players that he likes. He has Fashanu from Ohio- uh, Penn State, offensive tackle. Joe Alt, Notre Dame, left tackle. Um, Keon Coleman, number eight, wide receiver from Florida State. Uh, J.C. Latham from Alabama, offensive tackle. Rome Adunze, number 11, wide receiver, Washington. So, man, he's got some, uh, you know, Rome Adunze, Keon Coleman, uh, Brock Bowers, Kayla, Marvin May. Those are some big guys in his top uh, 11 there. And then 13, Malik Neighbors. So thirteen, his top 13 prospects, he has all those guys in it. And it should be a nice offensive uh, first round for us coming up uh, when we get to rookie draft season. Uh, he has J.J. McCarthy at 16, the quarterback from Michigan, who we talked about there a little bit. Emeka Abuga, number 20, uh, from the Ohio State. Uh, Tyler Guyton, a offensive tackle from Oklahoma. We didn't see him too much on our list. Uh, That's an interesting one, but hey, more offensive tackles, the better. Uh, He has Shader Sanders, number 24 overall, on his big board. Brian Thomas Jr., wide receiver, LSU, is on there as well. Uh, Jordan Morgan, another offensive tackle, Arizona. Patrick Paul, offensive tackle, Houston. Uh, these guys are monsters. Six, seven, six, five, 300 pounds. Love seeing that. Troy Franklin, that's a guy that I've really liked seeing this year. He's had I think he's had over a hundred yards in like every single game this year um more recently when i last i checked he did but troy franklin's having a great year for the oregon ducks um wasn't on the top five wide receiver list from those other guys but really do like troy franklin that's somebody i'm going to be interested in uh troy fatanu uh guard from washington is up there six four three nineteen that's a big boy um Let's see, some other offensive players here. Jalen Polk from Washington as well. Washington is just loaded with wide receivers, and there's another one that he has on here. Um, Adane Mitchell, wide receiver from Texas, another good player. 6'4", 190, love seeing that. He has Jaden Daniels up here, who was not um, on our quarterback list from earlier, but Jaden Daniels up here, 43rd. Uh, I'm not a big Jaden Daniels fan, but... I think he's just too small. I yeah, I don't really love Jaden Daniels to be honest from what I've seen from him, but we'll see. Uh Quinn Ewers at 45. Ewers has been up and down. You know, he's had some good weeks, had some bad weeks. We'll see. We'll see what the NFL thinks of uh, Quinn Ewers. A uh, Lad Mackunski from our McConkey from uh Georgia, wide receiver, 5'11, 185. I don't see him that high on my personal rankings that i've saw i think he's kind of just a guy but we'll see and then last is number 50 carson beck from quarterback from georgia as well um junior so not a guarantee that he comes out but yeah be interesting to see uh if we had whatever it was five or six quarterbacks here in the top 50 that would be really really interesting for sure uh we'll see what happens there on that one uh but yeah that is it for this week guys we'll do a quick america's favorite game before i get out of here and one I wanted to do, uh, you know, with my guest this week was basically what's your favorite horror movies. Um, you know, since it was Halloween yesterday, I wanted to kind of get a Halloween type thing. Uh, figure a favorite horror movie would be a, uh, good one to go through. So for me, I actually honestly hate horror movies. I, uh, I, don't know, I guess you'd call me a baby or whatever, but some of that stuff I just don't really care for. don't really like some of that stuff. Um, but the ones that I do like, which would kind of be shocking the people, is Saw. I love the Saw movie franchise. Um, and it's obviously, yeah, there's some gory stuff in there and some, some fucked up stuff. Um, but it's really like the whole storyline and the whole mind fuck of it all. Um, just from that first that first. Movie man, it gets you hooked. They such a low budget film that they did, and how many millions they made, and just that you know, at the at the end of the movie of the very first one, um, where Tobin Bell, the uh, the guy who plays Jigsaw, John Kramer, just stands up in the middle of the room after he'd been laying there dead. looked like he was dead the whole time. Just a crazy crazy thing that you saw in a horror movie. Like that, and, and how all the games started, and, and all that from there. So, really, really enjoy the Saw movie series. That's probably the one I was going to go with for sure. Uh, but yeah, that is it for this week, guys. At Eric Vanek NFL on Twitter, at America's Game Pod on Twitter, at South Harmon FF on Twitter as well. Follow us all there. South Harmon FF on YouTube. Um, you know, like I said, Start Set Show, Adam and Mike's Trade Show, the 4D Chess all the good stuff on there waiver wire show. I drop every Tuesday for you guys as well. And I, I don't give you those cookie cutter. Oh, go pick up, uh, you know, whoever the random, you know, guy is that is not nobody's waiver wire that week. That's the hot waiver wire claim. I'm digging deep and giving you some deep dynasty ones. Um, you know, a little bit of redraft in there as well. Some, some names that might not be out there for you. Uh, but I'm digging deep into the, you know the snap counts, the routes, who's playing, who's not, um, and kind of giving you guys the heads up of hey, you need to be looking out for these guys in your dynasty leagues uh, especially, and you can go and pick those guys up ahead of time before everybody else, so that's one of my favorite things I like to do every single week um, especially like training camp shows during the year, kind of the same thing with the waiver wire shows, kind of just digging into those deep guys that nobody really talks about that could make a difference for you in some of your deeper dynasty, best ball lineup leagues, whatever it is. So I uh, appreciate you guys listening this week. Um, next week we'll be back to our normal schedule. We'll have Adam or Mike or somebody on uh, as well. But yes, sorry for this being a solo show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, make sure you guys like review on um youtube on apple spotify whatever you guys listen to the podcast on we would really appreciate that as well so until next week uh we will see you guys for episode number 15 take care